Hello fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is Thursday, January 28th, 2016, and this is The Ride. Well, I guess we're well on our way into another binge cast day. That's right, I'm on a road trip toward Detroit. Plenty of time on my hands, and I don't want to listen to the news on the radio, so you got me for one more episode. And we'll see how many of these we'll do. January 28th. It's weird, I'm driving to the east, where the sun would be coming up. And it's 6.39. And it is pitch black out here. I'm freaking out. On a number of occasions this morning, I'm thinking, wait a minute, I'm tired. But I just woke up a couple hours ago. I'm tired, though, and it's pitch black. Is it nighttime? I'm seriously weirded out. I mean, I'm sure probably getting some caffeine into me would probably be a good idea. But I've been trying not to do that lately, so we'll see. I think I can stomach medium mocha frappe from McDonald's. Oh, exit 105. Ah, I don't know. I don't know if I should do it. Mocha frappes. Man, those are like, if they're made right, if you've ever had one, you know that people make them wrong and they make them right. Sometimes I make them too right, though. I had one that must have had too much syrup in it. Oh, my goodness. I was bouncing off the walls. But it was so good. If the high sugar mix is a 10 and the when they mix it weak if that's a one and if just right is a five mcdonald's has been pretty good i would say on average they're about a 5.5 listen up mcdonald's execs they're doing okay but i'm gonna tell you what you better find those mcdonald's places that make the number ones man you gotta whip them into shape I've always felt like those fast food places... By the way, I don't go to a lot of fast food places, just for the record. Ever since the kids basically said we don't like that too much. You know, just burger joints. I mean, some of them are okay. Five Guys is definitely okay. Okay, dude, get on your own lane. But I've noticed with fast food places growing up, and I noticed this early on, it bothered me. Go into McDonald's or something and get a drink, Coca-Cola. There's definitely something different between a Coke at McDonald's and a Coke that you'd get in out of a bottle. Or at most places that have a soda fountain. I think they purposefully mix their drinks to be weak. I don't know. I mean, it's probably just to save money. Okay, so what are we going to talk about today? Now that we got that out of the way, what shall we discuss of importance? How about this? Make sure if you got to get up at freaking four in the morning that you get a good night's sleep. How about that? Which I did, and I'm still dragging. Lord God, help me today. I know that you're going to give me wisdom. We're going to rock this thing out. You know, yawning... 
apparently is some kind of a uh, incredibly complex communication method. Communication method? What are you talking about, Rusty? Well, I could yawn, and I, I just did. And odds are that there's some people that just yawned <laughs> after I did. I communicated something to you. Communication doesn't have to be words. Case in point, this morning there was a car coming at me. It was far away because I maybe a mile away I could see the car out in the country. He had his brights on. And I didn't want to be staring at his brights for the full 30 seconds I was going to have to be facing him. So I flashed my brights at him. And within a second, he turned his low beam, you know, his high beams off. I didn't say one word to that guy. I just communicated something to him. When I yawn, I communicate something to you. And in both of these examples, I know the communication happened. How? Because the other person did something that they wouldn't have done had that communication not happened. One guy turned off his brights, and you might have yawned. You might have. What are you communicating today? You know, my son was saying that he thought maybe he'd like to be a tutor, like a math tutor for younger kids and make some money that way. And training somebody, tutoring somebody, that takes communication, doesn't it? And I was telling him, because lately he was trying to explain something in his class to me in his geometry class and I was having a hard time grasping what he was saying I knew the concept pretty much but I was having a hard time understanding what he was saying about it and I would you know question what do you what what exactly are you asking me to do here or whatever and he was getting frustrated and and I reminded him later in life when you know you're gonna need to be able to not be frustrated when somebody's not getting it and and then even last night we had a hot tub time last night and uh, so we had I had a good talk with him and I was telling him hey you know if you're gonna consider doing that that it's a good time to be practicing your long-suffering with others and not not getting frustrated and when he when he would train or tutor somebody he's got to be able to listen he has to be able to listen so what are you communicating I brought that up because there was a time in my life when I was I want to say in my young 30s when I'd go to work and I'd have such a bad attitude and I couldn't blame it on adolescent hormones like I know 
my kids are going through some of that now. So I have to be long-suffering in certain ways with them about that. But I was well beyond that. And I still had this, I don't know if it was a chip on my shoulder or I don't know what it was. But it was about a two-year thing. And you know, now that I think about it, (laughs) I know what it was. I wasn't married yet. So actually, it was my late 20s. I wasn't married yet. Now I kind of know what was going on. I had a bad attitude. And um, it's not like I was being aggressive toward my co-workers. And, you know, blatantly mean and that kind of thing. But, you know, you don't have... It's a passive-aggressive chip-on-your-shoulder ornery kind of way to be and I was doing that I was doing that and I was conveying a life not trusting God my my uh, witness was shot and I know people now even close to me that have this they have this vibe about them that makes me not want to be around them. That same vibe that I was putting out. I'm not saying that we need to be someone we're not, but I'm saying we need to be someone we're not. Uh, what do you mean, Rusty? Well, I'm not saying that we need to be good actors and be someone that we're not, but we do need to become someone that we're not. Are you hearing the difference? I've said this in the past. If we're not growing, if we're just sitting still, if we're stagnant, it's not a good thing. We need to be growing. And we need to be becoming someone who we're not. It's okay to become someone who you are not. Because we're to become like Christ who is someone that our natural experience, it it was not us. But we can become more like Christ. I tell my kids this all the time is, you know, there's certain things they're going through that they don't like about themselves maybe, or they don't like about other people, things that rub them the wrong way, whatever it is. And I tell them, you know, you guys are going to be growing up you know, your, your sibling who treats you weird and you don't like or whatever, you're both going to be grown-ups at one point. And you're both going to have families. You're going to both be mature. And you're not going to behave that way anymore. And that's true in the natural. So... Is it that hard to believe that in the spiritual, you're going to have some growth? And you're going to need to grow. I feel like Michael from The Office. Because totally, I don't even remember how we started this podcast. And he's got this line where he says, Sometimes I just keep on talking and and uh, the words just kind of happen. And yeah, I don't even know what I was talking about when I first started. I forget what the quote was, but it was pretty funny. 
yeah we need to be we need to be growing that's what it was we you need to be somebody you're not you need to grow into the somebody that you're not right now you need to grow into somebody that you're not right now that could be taken two ways and they both are correct I was thinking about this you know how fish you ever see a fish or some kind of a shark or something that's rescued let's say a shark beaches itself or something like I'm not gonna be up I'm not gonna be up there helping this dude out I'm gonna be making steaks out of this guy but you know some people want to put him back out in the wild so they can chew somebody's surfboard up or something I don't know but I've seen it where some shark has been beached and then these do-gooders are out there getting that shark happy back in the water so he can swim off what do they do what do they do they get that water flowing over the gills or, or whatever you call it for a shark I would think those are gills but you know if you have a fish a big fish that you catch if you're a fisherman if you want to let that fish back into the wild you might put it in the water and, and kind of move it back and forth so the, the water gets over those gills until he's able to swim off in a sense when fish are swimming against the current they're getting more oxygen I would think than if they're if they're swimming with the current because there's more water and therefore more oxygen flowing over those gills sometimes we if we're stagnant if we're not moving our surroundings are just the same and we're not shaking things up it's almost like we get oxygen poor and we get lethargic sometimes we need to shake things up and swim against the current a little bit get our oxygen flowing our blood flowing so what do I mean by that uh, swimming against the current I guess what I'm saying is I'm thinking about it in the spiritual sense I think we get empowered when we go against the, the current of the culture it's like God throws his oxygen in us all the more when we go counterculture Because it's easy just to ride the, the stream of culture. It's harder to stand up and and make your wake. I have a I have a poem I wrote, and there's a line in it where I'm talking about railing against the tide to make your wake. So how do I tie all this together? Well, you know, we need to grow. We need to grow. We need to be a new person 
we need to renew our mind. That's a process. And I'd like to believe that a year from now, my mind will be more renewed than it is now. If not, I've let the culture and writing the culture, I've let that just kind of numb me. I don't want that. I want you to be able to know that something changed in my life from episode, I don't know what this is, 117 to 118. I want there to be a noticeable change day to day. What's the point? Well, the point is if if I'm letting there be this change, if I'm getting some renewal of my mind, if I'm not coasting in the culture, but standing up for what I believe in, I will be changed day to day. And because of that, my communication to you and others will be more firmly grounded in the will of God. I will be able to be more long-suffering. I will not be frustrated with people when they don't get it. I'll be able to love people with the love of Christ easier. All because I let God change me day to day. We need to be open to His sharpening. Sometimes we got to rally against the culture for His, His sharpening to take place. I want to be sharp. I want to be effective tool in the hands of the Master. That's what I want. I want that for you too. So you stay in that word and you live in peace. You pray for those who persecute you and let God change you day by day. Don't be worried that you're not the same person you used to be. You're a better person than you used to be because you're more and more like Jesus. And I will see you on the flip.